Hello everybody, welcome to the Goof Zone, this is episode 6. There's no topic today, we throw that out, and we have two long conversations, but there is a trigger warning for anxieties about death and ageing in the second half. Apart from that, it's a fairly light, fun time, so please, enjoy the show. I was there to match my intellect on national TV against a plumber and an architect, both with set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice the San Francisco treat. But that's not all. You also made yourself look like a jerk in front of millions of people, and you brought shame and disgrace on your family name for generations to come. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser. I did it. I pressed the button because I am the best at podcasting. You did it. I'm a podcasting master. I've been recording this whole time, but not supposed to. Oh. Well, we'll just have the first minute of the podcast be you talking to no one, and then I'll, like, overdub myself into the conversation to make it sound like you were agreeing to ridiculous and harmful things. <laughs> like an episode of Space Ghost. <laughs> just like an episode of Space Ghost. Like the episode of Space Ghost we've always dreamed of. That's how they edit that or that's how they edited that show. When I found it out, it was like learning how they do magic tricks. I was a little disappointed. Like those Weird Al interviews from the Weird Al show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Weird Al was great. Weird Al he is continues great. to be great. He's still great. I like. It. I had a friend that saw him live like last... No, three months ago. Mm-hmm. And apparently he like has a costume change every song. Yeah. And he... He's amazing. The man can put on a show. If I, I want to travel back in time to the 80s and tell them all the people that will not be relevant and then tell them that Weird Al is still kind of relevant. Isn't that... 
funny. <laughs> it's great. Out of all the people. And nobody does what he does. The entire internet does what he does, Destiny. But, like, not to that level of success. No. No. Like, he, he definitely was more influential than anyone could have imagined. Because mm-hmm. I think he definitely influences that, uh, you know, whole viral video song parody genre but viral like, parody parody songs are an art in and of themselves you can't just put some lyrics you, on something right exactly it's hard to do well and he the fact that he's been doing it well consistently for over 30 years is remarkable my favorite weird Al songs are not the specific parody songs but the ones where he writes a song in the style of someone i like a little bit of both I like, like yeah. i really really like um jurassic park mm-hmm because MacArthur Park is a weird song and it's funny on its own, and the fact that he was just wrote this big long thing about Jurassic Park is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, no, very specific and wonderful. So that's the episode six Weird Al talk. Welcome to the Geef Zone, <laughs> Weird Al. We salute thee. We do. Well, you know, this episode is it's about creativity, and who's more creative <laughs> than Weird Al? No one. No one on this earth. I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna pick models for, like, great creativity, why we're, not we're, Weird Albert? Al. <laughs> why not? Hang on. That, I didn't actually Google Weird Al, I just, just yelled on, just slammed on the button there for comic effect. Weird Al. Oh. Uh, Alfred Matthew Weird Al Yankovic. Yankovic or Yankovic? I don't know. It's Yank- Yankovic. Okay, I don't know how it's pronounced, because I've heard it's it. It's Yankovic. Yankovic. Okay, I was right the first time. Didn't need to go down that road. No. It's it's pretty much phonetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many, and, how many songs... Are there any songs that you think of the Weird Al lyrics first? Um... Oh, that's a good question. Write in I, to goofzone at gmail.com or yell at us I, on Twitter if you have ones like this. <laughs> I kind of do it with Queen's Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> I think of Another One Rides the Bus. Even though I heard Another One Rides the Bus like way after the fact. Because, you know, the song, I'm pretty sure he, it came out before I was born. Uh, but I do think of his cool-ass accordion before I think of Queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. The one, because it was everywhere in our school, the two are like the Star Wars one where he does the plot of episode one to uh, American Pie. <laughs> which I I, I I like American Pie so I think of that song more but I can't shake um, that <laughs> weird that song from my head that happens more to me now because I've since watched episode one <laughs> <laughs> and everyone remembers an, the white and nerdy song oh yeah I guess nerdy. I do think of that yeah. uh, I mean I was an adult yeah this, this is came out. A, a generation gap of Weird Al yeah, it's, it's interesting. Because, like, no no one my age knows, like, Dare to be Stupid or anything. <laughs> eat it. What's that? Never heard it. Oh, wow. Eat it. Yeah. Couldn't do that one today. No. That's not nice. It's not very nice. What? what um, oh, is that the, the fat phobic one? Yeah. yeah okay. I sh- I, this is how little I know. <laughs> he wears a fat suit in it, and he, what? like, recreates the video for... Um. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. There's two fat phobic ones because there's he does two michael jackson parody songs uh-huh. one is a parody of bad called fat oh and then he does eat it which i'm pretty sure is also him in a fat suit but actually i don't remember but I, the fat video is uh 
I will admit that, and this isn't about the actual like weight shaming part. the The line, the dialogue before the video starts, is uh really goofy, even in the Michael Jackson version. And there's that line where Michael Jackson's like, "You ain't bad, you ain't nothing," and I think of Weird Al doing that and like overacting like Michael Jackson, and it's really funny to me. <laughs> Good job, really Weird Al. Yeah, he's a goofy man. He's a goofy man. It's the goof zone. I totally meant to like sag into our (laughs) mental health thing, but I'm like, I just want to talk about. I want to talk about Weird Al. I just want to talk about the the time, the the one with the the James Blunt song. Okay. Uh. (laughs) I don't even think I know that one, but just don't, don't go on. (laughs) Hulk. How have you been? I've been. Hmm. How have I been? I've been stressful the last couple weeks because I I started university. You did. Did did that that's right uh and hmm, that's been a difficult transition for me because uh it's basically i feel really without a center and i feel really like i've basically been having a slow breakdown the last couple weeks but not in a depressive way just in a i don't know i like i feel like i'm disassociating a lot Hmm. um because i don't have a center anymore and i'm just kind of lost what was your old center like my old center because uh, I have to get up at a different time now for everything because before I didn't. I woke up late. I went to bed late because all the people I talked to were not on a UK schedule. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't stick to a UK schedule because I, I didn't need to. Uh, I, I'd rather talk to people and do things for people. But now I'm like out of sync with everyone else, and everyone's like awake when I'm asleep, and I feel really disconnected from everyone. And I, like when things happen on like Twitter or something. I'll just kind of hear about it the night after and not really be a part of anything. And it's just a bit. It's been making me feel disconnected from everything. And It makes perfect sense if that's what, you know, that was your schedule for so long. Yeah. And now it's like radically shifted. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes also with like me. Tr- I'm deliberately trying to not be as much part of, you know, games, Twitter and everything. Uh, so it's a bit of me trying to move away, but not knowing where to move away to. Um, well, my suggestion is kind of make your studies your center. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's not enough of them yet, and I haven't, like, got rid of all the stuff that's still hanging over me. So Mm. I'm just like, I've got so many, I've got podcasts to do, and over the next two weeks I've got things to finish, uh, got stuff to write. Like, I'm just all over the place, and I don't have a, you know... And I don't know how to find, uh, this is how, like, I don't know how to wake up and just feel okay. I don't know if I ever know that, but we'll see. It's just... What do you think you need for it to work? Is it that you need more to do day to day? Like No, no, because I've got, I'm overwhelmed yeah, with stuff to, say, to do. You have, yeah, I was about to say, you have a lot going on, but, but uh, like, mm-hmm. what do you feel like you need? I, I feel like I need, like, I feel like I need a center and I'm not able to make the university my center yet. Because that's what I should do is like I do university and then that's my studies and then I can do other stuff around it. And that's how I should prioritize. But now it's just my center is still these other things that I can't do anymore. And university is this thing getting in the way of them. Oh, uh, that's how I feel about my day job. Yeah. I feel like my day job is interrupting my actual life. Mm-hmm. And like I resent it on that level. Mm-hmm. Like I like a paycheck and I like where i work and the people i work with but i also feel like if i didn't have this i could get so much done yeah and, and i feel so much happier and for me one of the things that does is i get so much more 
resentful when a teacher or something is bad. Like, when I go to the class and it's not completely useful, I'm like, why the fuck did I come in? Yeah, you're like, this is a waste, this is a waste, this is a waste of, my of my time. This is a waste of time, my money, your time, your money, you've let yourself down. <laughs> I feel like that's a normal way to feel, I mean, uh, but then at the same time it's like, well, this is just a part of it, so it just comes with the territory. Sometimes you got that one class that's a waste of your time. I mean, you're talking to someone who majored in literature but had to go through so many awful math and science classes Ugh, gross in the name of being quote-unquote well-rounded uh, there's one seminar specifically that the person the way they do it uh it, ma- it like makes me physically anxious so i'm gonna try to switch away from that class and do to go get a different seminar leader and we'll see okay good luck because they do the thing where they do ask a general question but they're looking for a specific answer and i will be like, what What do you think about the camera movement in this scene? And you'll say, well, this, this, and this. And they'll go, yeah, well, okay. Which just creates doubt in you, even if you're right. It just meant they were looking for something else. They're really good at oh. stoking self-doubt in their students. And it's got the class is this very tense atmosphere. That sucks. I would just be like, I don't know. You kind of have to put up armor against that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because some professors are really, like, blind to the fact that they're responding to something. Because they're not trained in working with people or teaching. They're just trained in talking about what they're experts in. Well, well it's it's not it's not even yeah it's it's a it, it's it's definitely a, they're not very good at like creating a class atmosphere of discussion exactly which is a skill that's an actual skill yeah you have to cultivate that and they don't have it so it's kind of like you have to go okay you just aren't a people person so i'm just gonna let that slide and try to do what i need to do to get through it but if you and and following on from like our episode on uh education everything it made me realize what the value of like a good teacher is like a good if someone who's good at that job will basically create this atmosphere for the people there that makes those people more confident and better at learning stuff on their own because the amount they can teach you in the lecture is nothing compared to like actually making you feel like you can do it mm-hmm. uh, oh it's true uh, uh, I, I, oh, you go, you go. oh no i uh was gonna say like this is kind of a it's not a tangent it's semi-related like my big frustration uh-huh. when i was in school was like not necessarily a bad teacher but like i mean i guess it comes it comes out of bad teaching but the thing where you get in a class and you're all excited about it because of the subject matter but then the teacher doesn't they're either not thorough enough Mm -hmm. or they cover stuff you already know so you feel like you're (laughs) not learning anything in it and you were so excited like i took a film theory class Mm -hmm. you know this and it says film theory in the title. So I expected us to get into this intellectual, abstract discussion every week. But we just kind of went over stuff we already went over in my film appreciation class. And the teacher had the nerve to say that he wasn't a movie person. He was more of a TV person. <coughs> and he like Oh, the worst kind of snob. Great- Sorry, that was me being snobs about TV snobs there. I'm- well, the thing is, television's great, whatever. It's great. It's but I don't take film theory... For you to be like, did you guys see Breaking Bad last night? Because that's what would happen. 
in that class. Oh and then, my god. What else would happen is he'd be like, All right, you guys can pick the movies and then people would pick stuff like Fight Club. Yeah, and it's like but what does it say about masculinity in film? We no, we don't talk about that. We're just gonna talk about how cool the cameras are and uh how cool Brad Pitt looks and the plot of the film like it just wasn't film which theory, bits are was, real and which bits are in their head i was so disappointed <laughs> and i've had other classes like i had a linguistics class that was also like that <laughs> where it's like we didn't really talk about linguistics the the teacher was really really new so i don't hold this against him he was just really uh insecure and super new so we didn't really learn anything it was just him kind of reading through the t- he would read the textbook to us <laughs> So I would just literally text my partner throughout that class, or I would just skip it like crazy yeah. and only show up for the tests. Like it was just awful. I, well, I don't know if this is too much of a tangent into this uh, subject, but like, so I'll give you an example of what was happening in this lecture. So they okay. they showed us a clip from the the opening shot of Touch of Evil, right? Um, uh huh. Which everyone knows. great shot, great shot, showing off. Come on, awesome they're, else. they're in the car. <laughs> they got that explosion. It's crazy. It's really good. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Touch of Evil. Yeah. Go see it. I want to use some awesome wells, but um, so uh. they they show the shot and then they ask the question: uh, without cuts, how do they convey space? And so everyone has these. The, the to keep in mind, the lecture is on the subject this week is camera movement. So okay. ev- everyone answers like, um, like it shows the bomb first to create tension and then like keeps pulling and further back and uses these two tracking points in order to convey a location and everything and she kept going like yeah and the answer she was looking for was that the sound keeps changing <laughs> so we all felt stupid that none of us could think sound in the camera movements lecture well i mean if she wanted you to say that she should have given hints or something well she did but in- i think what i'm my point is more that when a student says something that is valid, even if it's not the topic you want to go to, you and you don't reinforce that as a valid like line of thought, you shut the student down from like wanting to think for themselves. I think it's well, it the goes way- back to the she probably doesn't realize that's what she's doing because oh, yeah. she's not a pe- like she's not a people person and she doesn't realize oh this is really like self defeat or like it's going against my purpose of actually teaching them this valuable thing like it, it it's not really something that i don't know i'm not defending her i'm just uh, saying well, like yeah. i think she just doesn't realize how like crappy that is i agree but i, I you know it's 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 a shame because being like being a good teacher who encourages you and is this like guiding force in someone's learning is actually this incredibly important and helpful thing. Uh, yeah, I feel like. But I agree. Just, but that's not what teachers are actually told to do. You have to get the really smart ones who know they need to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I wish that they put university and college teachers through like a rudimentary like interpersonal communication seminar Mm -hmm. because like when you teach high school or middle school or you know uh any sort of what's the word i'm looking for like primary education subject they took they, they take you through all these classes about how to work with children with disabilities and how to work with children that aren't um white and at least they do that here here i don't know about the uk but like there's diversity training there's 
training on child development so you know that like it's normal for a five-year-old to do this it's normal for a 13-year-old to do this and so you learn how their brains work and everything so you're prepared to kind of guide your students in a certain way that's a little more empathetic and understanding Mm -hmm. whereas in college you don't get if you're going to teach a college class you're not going to get that no so you're just taught hey, this is how you do the work and tell them how to do the work. And you're not really taught on basic, like... And I guess people assume because, you know, by university, college, whatever, you're an adult, so you don't need that kind of guidance. But it's still a student-teacher relationship. Like, it's still a interpersonal communication. Yeah. So I think it's important. Well, to bring like to bring this around somewhat, like so, uh, my mother and me by like proxy of and my like my family is involved in lots of early years mental health care. Uh, my mum works with kids with autism. I have done uh, helping out there. My sister's learning to do that. So we have a lot of like knowledge in our family, shared knowledge about how uh, to teach early years children with autism uh, uh-huh. or learning difficulties of any kind uh, there are diff- you know there's a bunch of different types but the thing that frustrates us is that the fundamentals of how people are taught to learn and how they teach uh, like t- children with learning disabilities to learn are the same as how you would teach anyone to learn except they treat it like it's a special treatment like the ideas what do of, you mean like, so the way give me an example like positive reinforcement right Mm-hmm. Uh, positive reinforcement is a th- like often in it's changing now as like things have developed but for a while it was like kids would be punished if they did something wrong in this like way it didn't teach them why but they would give exceptions to the uh, children with learning difficulties and do positive reinforcement with them and my mum's like why this is this is just basic psychology it works on everyone positive reinforcement is always more helpful in learning than negative reinforcement uh and so it's essentially like be harsh on the it, it, the frustration is the psychology of how to make people learn is the same across all people but we teachers are not taught to engage with all of it yeah that's really weird like there's no holistic approach mm-hmm. yeah like and so then to engage with like children with learning difficulties all the things that should kind of just be basic how to in- interact with people honestly becomes a special treatment and that's what we're always frustrated by. Yeah, no, that sounds like BS. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why it would go against, like, a, a, a psychological fact. Well, school is... Ha- well, over here, it's because the schools have gotten a lot worse because they've been, like... The policies put in force on them have been uh, coming from, like, parents... Oh, because the Tory government is like you are in charge of your children. You know how to raise them best. That's not true. That's really not true. <laughs> As someone who has been in a school and seen kids with uh, mental health difficulties and like different needs, the parents actually have no idea. They're scared. They're desperate. They want to help their children, and sometimes they don't know best. But then um... putting, but like instead, they are making all these decisions where and overriding all these professionals which has been kind of hilarious to watch here it's just like i think they try to work with you but like if you have a decision 
like as a parent, like I don't want my kid on ADHD medication, but like the kid would behave better in school if they were on it. Like the teachers will make their case, but if the parent doesn't want to do it, they can't do it. But they can employ like, you know, different teaching methods to like make, try to make it work without, you know, trying to like nag the parent about this thing they want to happen. I I meant on a more like general level than that. Like, of course that's all parent stuff. I meant stuff like, a uh, lot there's way more bureaucracy in schools now because parents like we want reports for every child and it just means that teachers spend most of their time writing reports rather than helping the children for example okay and i mean that kind of happens here too like there's more mm, what's the word like there's more teaching to the test <laughs> yeah and and so like you aren't actually doing anything that isn't this state mandated sort of curriculum Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know it's not really related to kind of what we were talking about i don't know it'd be interesting to like do a comparison of education systems and like what what are the problems across like these two countries that's actually a discussion i would like to have with you maybe not on this podcast but just in general it's interesting i feel like that fits under this this has been an interesting tangent that i didn't intend to go on but it's been an interesting conversation that totally fits we should look into getting someone on who's like who is works in schools oh yeah i I have a lot of friends actually that work in schools this would be a cool conversation to have so maybe we could have like your sister on Mm -hmm. and then like one of my friends that teaches on and just ask them questions. Just be like, hey, un- uh, answer us. Tell us yeah. things. Hello. I mean, my, my experience is, like, I just, I went to school to teach. Mm-hmm. I, w- I took about, I, I got really, really close you're to still, student teaching. You're still going to be, one day, this amazing professor traveling around the world, right? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Still going to happen? Uh, well, like, my uh, background, like, educationally, like, I... I did I was like really 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 close to graduating with a teaching degree for high school language arts yeah um but I just I don't want to do that so (laughs) (laughs) I I worked in schools uh I liked it I didn't like a lot of the other teachers and that's kind of what scared me away and also just their different challenges sorry Every single person who's ever been like a good teacher that I've had hated all the other teachers in every school. Well, it was to. just like it's a really I mean, not every teacher. Hashtag not all teachers. Hashtag not all teachers. It's kind of a negative space. And then I realized like the rhetoric of how they get you to go to school for teaching is very much like, you gotta have a passion. You gotta love it. And if you don't Ooh, hang what on, are you doing hang here. On, hang on, hang on, like, hang on, hang on. What impression is that? <laughs> Well, you know, just you gotta like, have a passion, passionate teacher guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it did kind of veer into a weird European accent, didn't it? <laughs> yep. I didn't mean it. Like <laughs> you have to have a passion. Bring your passions to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you gotta love it. This is your calling. Like they make it sound like a religious thing. I guess is my point. Standing so on the street corner. Sorry? Standing on the street corner extolling the virtues of uh, year 16 geography. Year 16? Age 16. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's true. Like, it's very much like, this is your calling, and you're here to, like, you're going to change freaking lives. You're going to be a change agent. So then you get into (laughs) these buildings. (laughs) You get into these buildings, and no, there's no space to do any of that. 
because you're tired because you have, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a million things you have to do. And none of them are teaching children that they can be change agents. None of them have to do with, like, you, you, you go in thinking you're going to be freaking Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society. And, and you, go, you get in there and it's like, no, really, you're just going to be doing a lot of paperwork and um, mm-hmm. yelling at this parent who uh thinks the holocaust didn't exist oh man stories about bad parents are my favorite teaching thing like stuff like that like it just gets weird i don't know and i'm I'm, i don't want to get into this and i also don't want to just trash school because i I I... think school is a um, like a cool thing should be great i think current education systems uh kind of crap on that and you have cool individuals who are able to make like real connections of people within that system. Yeah, like the connections are always there. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause like I was in some bad classrooms with like kids that didn't want to be there and teachers who did, who worked really, really hard to the point of tears, you know? Yeah. And like that's no one's fault. That's more like it's deeper, it's a deeper societal problem mm-hmm. uh, that has nothing to do with education. But it also is one of those things where, like, people expect schools to address all these things. Like, good teaching can't fix crappy parenting. No. Uh, crappy teaching and good, like, good parenting is nothing with crappy teaching. I don't know. It's, like, one of those things where everybody has to work together, but also the environment around you has to be different, too. So yeah. it's, it's deeper than parents and teachers and students. And um, I'm so in, I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. feel like I'm trashing on anyone specific or anything specific. I mean, I'll specifically trash on my terrible garbage fascist school. I'll do that. Oh, well, yeah, long. that's uh. that, that's different. Like there was a <laughs> class thing, like a lot of snobbery, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. So like, that's not the same thing as like, well, I mean, I guess it is because like if they're if you're feeling disconnected from your own education because it's not a safe environment for you, that is a problem. Well, yeah. Well, then you get into like school for me, which is like this thing that should have been cool, but was an environment so toxic and depressing that I couldn't really get much out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, I was bullied. It was, it was a horrible place. School was a horrible place. Uh, and my, my school was bad. It's one of the best in the country. It's one of the best in the country. Uh, but this isn't uh, another episode I'll yell about class in British education but it is not this day I recall the time they found those fossilized mosquitoes and before long they were cloning DNA now I'm being chased by some Raptors, well, believe me, this has been one lousy day. Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. Someone shut the fence off in the rain. I admit it's kind of eerie, but this proves my chaos theory. Cause getting disemboweled always makes me kind of mad 
thesaurus ain't our lawyer Well I suppose that proves they're really not all bad Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark All the dinosaurs are running wild Someone let T-Rex out of his pen I'm afraid those things will harm me Cause they sure don't act like Barney And they think that I'm their dinner, not their friend Oh no! What about you? How was your last couple of weeks? That was a cool discussion. <laughs> Even I don't think I actually said, oh, no, I did. I got to myself. But we had just went on a long-ass tangent there. What yeah, no. I, my whole thing has been like, I, uh, I've been having all these uh, foot pains, like really, really bad foot pains. And like, to the point where like every step is just awful foot pain underneath like right the arc of my foot and uh i got this thing where all of a sudden it was really hard for me to like step up on a curb mm-hmm. and i was like i had no problem stepping up on curbs like every once in a while like stairs are a problem i have mild cerebral palsy i guess i don't know i didn't open with that but like mild cerebral palsy cerebral palsy long story short it's a form of brain damage that you're either born with or it happens in the process of being born where your brain, the part of your brain that tells your muscles to like be a certain way, they just don't connect. So they don't work. So like your brain can't tell your muscles, Oh, it's totally cool. You don't need to be stiff right now. Mm-hmm. And your muscles will go, Nope, we're just going to stiffen. It's fine. This is what we're going to do. So like I was born with like my tippy toes, like my, my, toes pointed outward and I had to have heel cord surgery to like 
fix that. And then when I was in fourth grade, I had to have surgery to like move a muscle in my knee to change something. I don't even remember. They put an arch in my foot because one of my feet was missing an arch and blah, blah, blah. Lots of bones and muscles being moved. And um, I walk with this slight limp. And, you know, it's it's physical activity was always kind of difficult. Yeah. But I notice as I get older, like, things that I was able to do before, I cannot do. So stepping on curbs is way harder than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, walking long distances is not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Um, it's just weird. And I noticed I had been falling a lot more, just Aww. having a lot more pain. So I would go to my doctor, and my doctor would be like, oh, you have, you just need to wear inserts. Just put some Dr. Scholl's in your shoes. You'll be fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Just got some stuff. Go. That'll be $50. <laughs> just just put a piece of paper inside your, uh, inside your shoes and give me my own piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> give me the paper. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a little, you know, frustrating. Like, uh, taking all these painkillers and buying all these spending all this money all this money on inserts and i'm still in horrible pain every time i walk and then sometimes it's not even when i walk sometimes i just wake up with it today i woke up with weird toe pain i did some research online which i know you're not supposed to do with health stuff but i was very very specific i was just you know googling, like yeah, uh, cerebral palsy and foot pain I, sorry what were you gonna I say i think googling uh pain stuff online gets a bad rap like i've done it and had panic attacks but i've also done it about like depression stuff uh, i have actually found information that has been helpful the doctors wouldn't tell me because doctors are often like they're doing the best they can but sometimes they just don't know yeah like you realize oh doctor stuff is guesswork yeah they're just guessing <laughs> they're just and that's guessing. horrifying isn't it mm-hmm. but like yeah i i don't know okay so like uh oh opinions on looking stuff up online if you have a headache don't google it if you have no a weird bodily secretion or a rash don't google it uh, uh i was convinced but, that a bit of dry skin on like between my fingers that wouldn't go away it was the, i was i was dead in a week <laughs> <laughs> nope that's that's uh it's still there it's been a year <laughs> um yeah exactly like that could be an allergy. That could be like your laundry detergent. That could be, um, uh, but like, I guess the thing is, if it if it hasn't gone away, wouldn't you just go to a doctor? Oh, it's it's fine. It's just a bit like it's all it is is like that's get where where there is wear on my body. Like that's all it uh, is. Uh, but like once you start going down that road, it's easy to catastrophize and you know. But it's, it is oh, possible yeah. to find good information out, especially if it's about specific uh, conditions rather than, am I dying? Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. <laughs> so like, and you know, I don't have a mother anymore. And I don't, Suttertown. I don't have a parent figure to where I can go, hey, what does this mean? What is this? I'm still laughing at that. My weird stutter after I ended my gaping hole of loss. Oh, my! I was distracted. I will admit, I'm getting text messages that I shouldn't be looking at. Um, (gasps) I know the scandal. Breaking the podcast laws. Okay, I'm I'm putting it down. Sorry, uh, when a ten-year-old texts you, you're like, "What's up? What's what's that about?" 
It's um, my favourite Dickens novel. <laughs> <laughs> when a ten-year-old texts you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, okay. Uh, just trying to get out my thing about looking up stuff online. Yeah, try to be really specific. But in the like, you have to go to a doctor if there's something that your body's doing that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like that just should be basic self-care stuff. Like try your best you know um but don't try to self-diagnose because who knows you could be treating something that doesn't actually exist and make things worse for yourself so that's that's all i'm saying about that that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. and um so i looked up specifically cerebral palsy and foot pain and i found a lot of message boards and yahoo asks and different things where like people were just like i have mild mild cerebral palsy uh because the symptoms like it, there's a whole spectrum of, like it can range from having a limp to just being completely um immobile and like my one of my best friends his late brother had it where he couldn't walk or talk and was completely dependent on other people taking care of him and then like whereas i it's like i just need help getting up a curb every once in a while and making sure that like I'm stretching and stuff like I'm pretty much I'm 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 ambulatory. Um so the um stuff I was finding were just people that were my age or older just completely confused as to why all of a sudden they couldn't do the things that were totally easy for them to do you know 3 to 5 years ago. Yeah. And the conclusion that we all kind of came to was through talking to each other and talking to their doctors in tandem, sort of, is that, like, it's probably just this post-impairment thing where your body has been walking, quote-unquote, wrong for so long that it kind of wears down your legs and your feet. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of research out there on it because... um, 50 years ago, if you were a kid born with cerebral palsy, you just died. There was, not the, you know, not a lot of research. They didn't really do anything for you. So, uh, there's not a lot of research on adults with cerebral palsy. And it's a huge, huge bummer. Um, I, th- I think when we were talking about this earlier, I was like, it sounds like that scene from Louis where he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, you're using, like, you're using it. You're alive. Pain's happening. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you have a body. Yeah. And then what do you do with that information? Because it's like, oh, I mean, I want the pain to go away. Is it going to... How, how are you going to cope with like, right. things just slowly I, getting worse? Like, huh? It's super upsetting because it's not a progressive illness. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that your body like eventually just wears down is a fact of life. Like It'll happen to all of us, no matter what our uh, ability level uh. is. Like, <laughs> nope. Sorry to get upsettingly existential but yeah like they're you know as you age things just don't work as good as they used to hashtag too real (laughs) oh you're decaying no (laughs) but anyway so like things don't work as well as they used to so you kind of have to do what you can to like make sure that like you're just kind of keeping things up so I'm trying more stretches and I'm going to look I'm going to look into physical therapy and I'm going to go back to the foot doctor and tell him like no matter what shoes I wear, no matter what inserts I put in, this, you know, is not going away. This pain. Mm-hmm. And what can you do for me? Like, can you give me a muscle relaxer? Can you give me 
some exercises that won't make my feet feel like they're being like pounded on from the bottom up like help me <laughs> but yeah it, it does kind of give me this sense of despair about like where I'm gonna be physically in even five years I'm like will I have to walk with a walker am I not gonna be able to walk without pain so I'm just gonna have to get a wheelchair like I, I worry about that <laughs> it's not the worst thing that could happen but I do worry about it yeah I, I mean I worry about this stuff too but like the place my brain goes to as like uh these things it is difficult to exist and deal with these uh conditions and everything but it's not like like you still have to go to work you still have to do all the other things that able like completely able-bodied people do right and like maybe this w- this wouldn't be so bad if like you could if you didn't have to wake up at the same time every morning like stand up properly get out you know do like walk to the place do the thing sit maybe not sit in the same uncomfortable chair because cha- it's already been proven that chairs kill our bodies regardless yeah and sitting for eight hours a day like i sit for eight hours a day with two 15 minute breaks jeez that's that's not enough and then i'm a terrible person so like i shouldn't judge it but instead of standing up on my breaks sometimes i'll just read the whole break so i'm still in the chair i don't <laughs> like the, the smarter people in my company get up they walk they go outside they like walk in the, they walk around the building they get their exercise and fresh air and i'm like well i gotta read this book i was gonna i was gonna sit here i'm gonna sit down i have a i have a book club deadline but, you know, that that outweighs my disability and need for physical daily activity like it's the only ac- physical activity i'm probably gonna get if i'm not gonna work out and i, I did start a workout regimen where i was doing like a few aerobic exercises for like 20 minutes you know, every uh, once or twice a week, but I need to start that up again. But I need to find a way to do it where it won't kill my feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and I've tried to do research, but just like since there's so many different levels of ability out there, it's just some of it's really discouraging. And uh, but but I'm cultivating what I can. Like on a more positive note, I really do think that it's something that with. Going, I'm gonna go to this doctor next month, and I'm gonna see what I can do. So I, I'm not as worried as I was because I think I can at least try to exercise my way into something that won't to into less pain. We'll, we'll say that. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> don't yeah. want you to be in pain. Yeah, I, I don't want it either. It's it's not fun. It makes me very unhappy. Like earlier in the week, I was just in tears because I felt like so helpless and I was just like I can't believe it I can't move without being in pain and then I thought about most of my life and how much I am in pain like day to day since I was a child like everything is pain and that was really (laughs) really depressing yeah like not even in the fun like melodramatic teen god everything is pain day to day my life Mm -hmm. because i know you were also a hashtag teen goth yeah i was but like this is like unrelated to that (laughs) physical pain Mm -hmm. like everything is pain and then everything is pain and it's like what the fuck right yeah no it's it's that's the other thing it's like you know, I go to my therapist and I've got, you know, my own mental worries. And it's like, well, now I got to deal with physical stuff too. Boo earns. Boo earns. My, uh, but, 
I don't know. I, I actually feel like I have a better grip on the physical stuff more than the mental stuff. Well, physical stuff could be like understood, or it can't, and it's like very clear cut. Well, yeah, it's like even though because that's the thing. Before I even went to doctors for this stuff, I knew it was just a normal part of my life. Like I just knew. Sometimes I wake up with weird pains. I just do. Like that's just so. It's how it's always been. But like, uh, having. Knowing that, like, it's just something that happens makes it less scary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if I am sort of nervous about the future. Uh, but the mental health stuff makes me nervous in a different way. Because it's like, like, I'm I'm approaching, like, okay, my partner is having a birthday. And I hope they don't mind me saying this on the podcast. They're really, really anxious about it. Because they just it reminds them of just mortality, right? Mm-hmm. And my thing isn't a fear of mortality, like whatever, like we're here to go. That's my Buddhistic no. philosophy. No. I know you have your own feelings. No, I, I I would love to have a mortality episode, but I have, I fear that it would be super triggering for the two of you. Nah, I mean no. I'd just be like Doctor Who's pretty good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so. My own fear about aging isn't that I'm going to die eventually. It's that I'll die before I, like, reach a place of contentedness. Contentedment? Like, Mm -hmm. I won't be... I won't achieve my goals. I won't finish everything I want to do. And I won't be happy. It won't be a nice... And now I'm done. Goodbye. Yeah, like, uh, th- my my garden, you know, I can leave it. I can leave my, uh, I finished that novel. My kids are off with their families. They're in a good spot. And I can just shuffle off, you know? Or it, it, I mean, and this, those aren't things that I want. But I just, I had this really scary thought where I was like, man, my life is still a mess. I haven't done anything to make it less messy like the things i thought were gonna make it less messy just made it more complicated oh no oh no oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) Uh... yeah am i ever gonna get it where it needs to be if it took this long to get to this point it's gonna take even longer to get to the next point and will i even make it you know it's complicated by the fact that my mother died at 42 Mm -hmm. so like oh 10 years goes by really fast you know that's the fear that's the fear that's the one i have i've just hit the like oh 10 years isn't that long like this year uh because (laughs) so 10 years ago i was 11 right good point yeah you've got fat on you uh so but uh 11 so 2005 to 2010 that was my high school years uh up to 16 because i was in college after that that's britain britain is that that's anyway uh so 11 to 16 in britain is, high school is college yeah don't you know uh, don't you know don't you know uh, you betcha <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry go on uh <laughs> shut up <laughs> like that i was a uh, high school for a long time like that was a long time in my life 2010 to now like that nothing's happened <laughs> and, I, yeah. and i realized oh no that's just how long five years is now it's just happened well you know what like that's the funny thing like i told i told my therapist that and she had this exercise she had me do like 
two or three months ago where she made me write a letter to myself of all the things that were different now like in a positive way like what's 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 changed that you've actually what's so funny if i I would i would not be able to do this exercise well i mean i think you should try it because actually like okay i can i can give you a list right now for your letter five years five years you've made all these podcasts you've done a fuck ton of writing You've kind of made a dent for yourself, like, as a writer. You're back in school. You're working on all your mental health stuff. You've got this, um, like, you got your autism diagnosis, and you're working on, like, how to navigate that. Um, And you're, like, really, really self-aware. You know what you want to do. You know what you need to do. Like, (laughs) you haven't done it, but that's not the point. The point is, five years ago, you didn't have that. uh, Five years ago, this time five years ago, I was in the one good place I've ever been in my life, I feel like. And it lasted about six months. But you're in a good place now, too, on uh, a lot of love. Like, do, do the things I list not count for anything? They do. You're right. This is a lot of me like not being able to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. I to- that, That's what happened with me. I told her that, like, oh, well, things aren't where I want and everything's a mess. And she said, well, actually, you know, you, you started antidepressants. You stopped, you know, self-harming. You uh, don't want to kill yourself anymore. You have a job that, you know pays really well but and uh you no buts but uh i almost said but like there's uh just so many things that you've actually done and for some reason now just because you have a birthday around the corner you're blind to it Mm -hmm. and it's like oh good point good point good point yo (laughs) oh dang you got me girl oh you got me you said these things can't avoid these truths like yeah like why does why like what makes us so blind to that mm-hmm. i don't know uh i mean Is it I- because it doesn't count because it's not perfect because nothing's perfect right mm-hmm i guess it uh, it's very different for us too because my relationship to me of five years ago is uh yours is more that was the best that Whereas was, mine was like that was the worst. Yeah, like five five years ago was the like five minute good gap before everything fell apart again. Uh, like I had a shitty childhood at school, and then twenty ten it was all right, things were okay, and then they were not okay again. <laughs> but it's like we can't keep telling ourselves the same story. We have to go. Where where am I now? That's the most important part. Not five years ago. Like you've made so many strides. Oh yeah, that's why I try not to think about five years ago. Like I, I yeah, don't, I don't like, think about time, and then I f- do think about time, and then I get the most depressed. Right, but like you can't. The worst part about I think, or the struggle, at least as far as like self reflection, mm-hmm. is trying to stay in the present and not let the past define you but also not letting the future completely overwhelm you and that is like the great tightrope walk you know yeah in theaters like now, that's really joseph really Gordon. hard sorry <laughs> i said in theaters now starring joseph gordon levitt <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh no it's you know everybody kind of has that thing where it's like because mm-hmm. i still have this narrative like okay for instance 
I went through my... I keep all of my journals. I've been keeping journals since 1997. I was 11 years old in 1997. Um, and I numbered them, yeah. each journal. So, like, the first one is book one. Then I started book two. And then, and they go in chronological order. I am now on book 18. Nice. Um, and I, as I was... I keep all of them in my underwear drawer. And I was clearing out my underwear drawer... Cause I'm trying to keep clean out my room and I put all the journals in a bag and just like stacking them up. Like it's hilarious how they go from like, <laughs> they ha they have these weird ebb and flow sort of things where yeah. like the first couple of books are just covered in stickers and girlish cartoony things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the middle and everything just gets really like serious. And like one of them like, I used to do this thing where I would put a person... Actually, I still do this. I just didn't want to admit it because it seems really childish, but I would put <laughs> a person... <laughs> uh, not me. Not me now. I don't do this at all. <laughs> Secretly does it. <laughs> um, I would pick a person, a dead person, to be, like, the patron saint of the journal, and I would try to think of them as somebody that would be, like, a guiding force. And one of them I put... Oh, my God! It. And I used to... I wrote underneath it, I hate myself and I want to die, you know? And it was all very dark, and it just got darker. But then, like, the journals start getting, like, like right around the end of high school. Everything has Buddha on it. Like, I have two, three or four different Eastern-looking journals. Like, two Buddhas, one skinny Buddha, one fat Buddha. Uh, this isn't actually Buddha. Um, but that's a long, boring discussion. Uh, <laughs> then I've got, like, the, you know dream journals with like the moon on them and everything like, <laughs> got fairies everything gets really like floaty mm -hmm. and eastern spirituality soaked and and now things are just kind of like the books are plain you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's less sketches in them there's less collages in them there's hi less... i'm destiny stardevon adult <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no it's it's funny but like it just I, I, what was my point with that just like the fact that like, just you like having actually the change. like all of your life piled up in books yeah and it's weird because like the narrative is oh i'm so stagnant i'm so stagnant but you can like literally look at the physical sh shape and design of how i did those journals yeah. and it's like proof that i was definitely changing <laughs> yeah and i don't just mean in a growing up sense i just mean in a how i viewed myself sense mm -hmm. So I'm trying not to go, you're this, you're this, you're this. Like, no, actually, you are always going to be something yeah. else. That it's makes just hard sense. to bring with you on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Uh, let me know when you can. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you just got to do the work. Like, I, I have to remind myself, oh, yeah, I've got actually, I've come really far. And that's what you have to do. You have to tell yourself, Jackson. I've come so far. You you really have to talk to yourself like you're not yourself. But in the end... <laughs> what? It doesn't even matter. No, it does matter! I'm... Like, that's the whole point, because... Destiny, I'm, I'm just incensed. You didn't realize that you yourself were starting Linkin Park quotes. Oh, no, I didn't notice. <laughs> I did not. And I chose to ignore yours. Oh, I was I'm making a really good point here. I will not be derailed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. and uh... But yeah, it's like, you can't just go, I'm this. You have to go, okay, if I were my friend and I came to me and said, 
hey, you know, nothing. My life is crap. It's just the same thing every all the time. I'm still this. And it's like, well, actually, buddy, you know. And that's something that I think can be achieved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I, I don't do that so much as, like, instead I see the ways I've changed, see all the stuff I've done, but don't take value in it. Right. And like, I acknowledge it. You... I know it's happened. I know I'm a very different person. I've actually done a lot in the last five years. But because none of it's the stuff that I really wanted to do, it feels it's, it like feels like I'm filling up this hole with emptiness that is, can't be filled that way. But it, it can't be empty if it's actually adding in. It's, it's enriching your life. Like, it's oh, making yeah. your life a richer, it's, fuller it's thing. It's stuff that I want to do, but the stuff that, like, is... It's not actually... Fi- like, Because uh, like, my stuff is I feel lonely all the time. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like, I've done so much the last three years, but I've, uh, apart from like talking to people on Skype, which is cool and the best, I actually like haven't really had much physical contact with people in the last three years. And that, uh, I like, there's no amount of storytelling I can do to myself from my past that can like make me feel okay with that. So I don't know what to do. Well, instead of like connecting it to your past, I guess you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what am I going to do now about this loneliness? Like, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to try and, like, reckon with it and just be like, am I lonely? How lonely am I? On a scale of 1 to 10, are you going to let it just be your thing? Like, I'm the lonely person. Are you going to pretend it doesn't exist and you know like how are you gonna deal with it like i'm not giving you options i'm just like to me that's like the question like what now what now i don't know i don't have an answer no and i'm not asking you to have one i just it's it's just something that you want to ask yourself and and try to figure out what you want to do well that stuff like changes so often uh yeah and that's okay too and you're still so young i'm really not yes you are nah I do not feel young. I have. You're an old twenty-one. Yeah, uh, uh, I feel like I'm older than most people. I, I, I don't know. Uh, in that, I worry that I've uh, like about my health and my anxiety. Like, I don't in my head give myself as long as everyone else. But that's the thing. Like, why are you so special that you don't get as long as everybody else? Like, what's your problem? Well, in my head, <laughs> in my head, in my head I'm like, well, I'm. Like, like, my chest is already hurting now. Like, I'm so stressed all the time. I'm probably not going to make it past 60. But, uh, like... So, in my head, instead of thinking, I'm 21, uh, it's not that old, I think, I must be only this far through. No. Uh, and that's how I... Uh, every, oh, it's Being alive is scary. Well, yeah. But it's also, like, this crazy adventure of the unknown. Yeah, if only that was a good thing. <laughs> if only i'm better with unknowns than most people i will admit i'm sorry because like i know you're not <laughs> i'm not good with unknowns at all i was driving on the freeway in the fast lane with a rabbit
We did a podcast in which we just talked about the topics on ahead. We didn't need to go into a special topic. We just did it. We busted out a podcast. Heck yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Great. Now we can do the positive thing, close this thing up, and go watch plays. Yeah. Well, you're going to watch, watch plays. plays. I'm going to have roast lamb. Oh, gross. Well, I mean, it's you'll like it. It's okay. More for me. <laughs> yeah, um, we didn't talk about creativity. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Sorry to like set up a theme and then not follow through. Oh, right, but... we talked about it at the intro. I forgot yeah, we, we were, mentioned we, it. We were going to do this creativity. But no, it's okay, because actually, I think we got to a good place. I think we had a good discussion. I think so, too. I think, well, you know, talking about the self and accomplishment and how you don't actually have to put... Like, accomplishment is overrated. Just exist. Yeah. Uh, Just exist. Being alive is an accomplishment enough. You got out of bed this morning, and heck, if you didn't, you (laughs) achieved comfort. You're comfortable. It took me a while. You know how many people are uncomfortable? No. (laughs) Go on, sorry. It took me a while to get out of bed this morning. Me too. Like, I I, I stayed up really late. I could get out of bed, but I'm just going to play some more Metal Gear. I cannot stop playing happy home designer and that kept me in bed do you want to know these sca- guess what number my metal gear solid 5 hour count is now after like two months uh it's got to be a hundred hours or yep so. yeah 104 
Not surprised. I have so many games I need to play. Like, I have so much uh, Castlevania I need to be playing. I have uh, a comedy set I'm doing tomorrow. Oh, nice! I'm doing 15 minutes at an all-women uh, show. And I don't even have it written. Like, I know I'm doing at least five minutes of old stuff, so I'm just going to break everything into five-minute chunks. <laughs> uh, but I've never done a full... And that's not true. I've done a full half hour. But it's really hard. It's really hard, especially like when my life keeps changing. So the stuff I want to talk about doesn't stay static. So I can't keep a set for a long time. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because it's like a personal challenge. But at the same time, it's terrifying. I think you can do it. Good luck, Destiny. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very I'm much. Good luck to you, you with oh, thank you. school and weird teachers and <sighs> your centerlessness. I think you'll find your center. I'll help you if you want. Like... We can we can talk it out off the mic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I've got some rulers. I'll find your center. <laughs> <laughs> got this protractor. I know a guy. I know a guy <laughs> with the... I know a guy with the maths. <laughs> what is our positive thing? Ooh. Um, you said you had one. I don't. So I've got to think of one while you say yours. <laughs> my positive thing? What is my positive thing? I guess it's just like... What did I do this week that was really positive? I feel like, oh, you know, I've been doing all this art. Mm-hmm. And somehow in the act of, like, trying to recapture my childlike love of, like, doodling and coloring and painting, I've, like, given myself permission to just do stuff for the sake of doing it and not, like, questioning myself. Like, why are you even, why? Why are you doing this? You're not good at it. I'm just, like, doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And being okay that it's not perfect. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to do that as well. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm to the point like, where I just do something and don't think like how what what is the goal of this? What is the right? Because like, that doesn't matter. The point is in the action. Because I get so defensive and like think if this doesn't have a purpose or isn't building towards something, then it's a waste of time. That's just capitalism. Mm-hmm. And you, my friend, are no capitalist. <laughs> That's true. That's very. That's how I talk myself out of that. I'm like, why does it have to? Who are you? Like, why? Like, why? Why? Like, why? Why, though? Why exactly? Why, though? Why? Why, though? Why? My positive thing is... Looks around desk frantically. Wall. Floor. Mouse. Notepad. Blu-ray of Boogie Nights. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, is a good movie. I've not seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. Absolutely wonderful. I, I'm, I hear. I hear it's good. Oh, it's can't good. wait for you to watch it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I guess my positive thing is I built a chair. I built a chair today, and I oh during that I crushed my ankle and thought like it was painful enough and I couldn't stand it. I was like I hope I haven't fractured my ankle because I've done stuff like that before. Ow. Uh, Luckily, it went away quick enough. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Just a little bruise. Just a little just bruise. Little but you know that moment where you're not sure if it's like a thing or just a thing? Oh, yeah, no, of course. Don't I? <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. Uh, I believe we have a podcast on something similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I've been like slowly, ever so slowly making my room into something that is helpful for my mental state. And it's. R- incredibly traumatic process for me um 
I don't know why. Like I, I, it just, it's exhausting. It's difficult because I can't tidy the way everyone says I should be able to. Like it doesn't, it physically doesn't make sense to me. So it's just like in my head, I'm like, okay, you have to clear everything and then you put things back. That's the only way to do it. If it's not clear. That's kind of how I think about it too. Like, I don't know how to clean without first taking everything out of the shelf and taking everything, like spreading a bunch of stuff on the floor and then going, okay, we got to put this where it goes. Things have to be blank before they can become like built up again. And right. And like my family's like, you can't move that, you can't put that anywhere else, so it has to live there. And, but I, and I'm like having this, like just having anxiety attacks, being like, well, then where does it go? What is like, and she's just becomes this very stressful thing. But I'm slowly getting there. I now have a chair to sit on. That's exciting. I'm glad that you got to that point because, like, you're out. It's, it's, it's amazing how much your outside space affects your inside space, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, I agree. Your mental space. That's the word. <laughs> Today, children, we're going to be talking about outside space and inside space. <laughs> You're not using your inside space. <laughs> Apparently, I don't have an indoor voice. Apparently, I just yell. That's okay. It's okay. I am also a loud person. Mm-hmm. That sounded dirty when I said that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> didn't mean that Hey-o. at all. I was just meant to do a standard podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I said it, and then there was a pause, and I was like, "Oh no, what?" <laughs> <laughs> this is coming Good across job. as the creepiest host. Hi there, hi there. Welcome, welcome to the gift sign. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Pervy, podcast. Peruvian pervs. Next week, month, time. God no! Whenever there's another one of these, yeah, uh, we we're tr- shooting for bi-weekly, but since we're both on opposite schedules, it was we it have was when kind of... my university schedule came in, and then you moved your work back. Yep, I start. I I took later work hours, so it's like we can't record when I get home from work because Jackson should be in bed because it's two in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna try to like record these on Sunday Sunday mornings on my time, which is what. Late afternoon for you? Yeah, it's almost six o'clock over here. Oh my god, it's like deep in the evening, so that's the time I'd be getting home from work. But yeah, so like, I don't know when these will be released, but I, I want to keep up a good any day now, schedule. any way now. Uh, this podcast shall be released. Yes, indeedy do. And please, you know, tweet us, send us questions at goof zone. Really... Mm-hmm. Goof dot zone. Goof dot zone. We're working on iTunes. I'm sorry we're not on we iTunes We still don't yet. have a picture, is what it is. I know. Uh, like, well, Jackson was like, I'm going to take something and just slap it up. But then, like, that. I tried and the iPhone picture wasn't big enough and it needs like it needs a one one four forty times. Who cares? You can, I'll you can sort find it out. me at Headfalls Off on Twitter. Destiny, you can find at... Fridge Buzz Now. Hell yeah. I'm on Admiral Mapping and HeadfallsOff.com to find my stuff. Destiny is at... BadlandGirls.com. Yeah. Also a normal mapping. We're all on a normal mapping. And Trash Specked Ratio. And the movie podcast we do, which we just did a new episode of, which is cool. Internet problems. Yeah, we talked about Farewell My Concubine. Spoiler alert. You know, it's not that it's not that good. There's no (laughs) it's it's like it's like this noise. It's like uh, 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 visually striking as Netflix would call it, but uh, (laughs) not a lot of substance. Or at least the substance is there, but it's a mess. Like I don't I feel rude calling a movie like calling a Chinese movie about cultural things that I only know 
about on a surface level lacking in substance because a lot of it is about cultural revolution long story short (laughs) (laughs) so if you are looking forward to half an hour's elaboration on the point eh, uh, Eh. please listen to trash bed ratio (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay okay do it do it we are done out of here goodbye outro yes bye a long long time ago in a galaxy far away Naboo was under an attack And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn Could talk the Federation into Maybe cutting them a little slack But their response, it didn't thrill us They locked the doors and tried to kill us We escaped from that gas And met Jar Jar and Boss Nass We took a bongo from the scene And we went to feed to see the queen We all wound up on Tatooine That's where we found this boy Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave But he can use the force they say Probably gonna marry her someday Well, I know he built C-3PO And I've heard how fast his pod can go And we were broke, it's true So we made a wager or two He was a prepubescent flying ace And the minute Jabba started off that race
ride back to Naboo Cause Queen Amidala wanted to I frankly would have liked to stay We all fought in that epic war And it wasn't long at all before Little Hotshot flew his plane And saved the day And in the end some Gungans died Some ships blew up and some pilots fried A lot of folks were croaking The battle droids were broken And the Jedi I admire most Met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast Well I'm still here and he's a ghost I guess I'll train this boy And I was singing My, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi We were singing My, my, this here Anakin guy small fry and he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi